world has changed so much. I remember my life, the world that was. It was peaceful, safe. And then things started to go wrong. Powerful people became greedy. Close-minded fools began their assaults. And when the famine began, well, that's when the war for resources began. I was too young to understand them. I didn't see what was really happening. But I recall the incident. We all saw the incident. It feels like a lifetime ago. And ever since, the world has never been the same. It's a dangerous world, and I fear the worst of humanity is yet to come. But that's enough out of me. I know y'all don't want to hear me yapping no more. I'll turn on the radio. It's about time for the news anyway. Now, if you're uncomfortable with militia violence, police violence, death, eugenics, pandemic and disease, as well as heavy post-apocalyptic themes including poverty, starvation, violence, and mild ableism, this might not be the news station you want to hear. Stuff like that's been coming up a lot lately. Welcome back. I hope you enjoyed our commercial break. Unfortunately, that last song concludes the morning music radio. And it's time now for the afternoon news. Today is probably the 7th of April, at least by my calendar anyway. We've got some big stories today, so we're going to drop into the weather without disruption today. NS Molina continues to dominate local weather. The irradiated floodgates of heaven have been destroyed by the storm over our homes as she crawls through. Flooding along the Chestnut River continues, having submerged all settlements east of Figfield. In Figfield, water begins to rise as residents scramble to evacuate in a desperate gamble for their lives. Leaving their homes and valuables, Figfield residents and other survivors are refugees at the mercy of our wasteland. Their odds of survival are slim. Be advised. This studio warns all towns within a three-mile radius of the Chestnut River and all low-lying settlements of impending flooding. I urge you take immediate action to secure shelter in higher, drier locations. The rain will continue for the foreseeable future, but it has had some benefits. All encounters down and we're cooling off a bit for a high today of 33C, but a low tonight of minus 50C. That's going to do it for the weather. We're going to move into our next story. The Atomic Mandrel Militia, or AMM, has begun a daring rescue operation for the victims of NS Molina. During the course of the storm, AMM has put a priority status on a new endeavor they've named Operation Dolphin. According to our contact, AMM's goal is to retrieve souls trapped by flooding. With an unknown number of functional aqua and aerial vehicles, AMM is likely the only organization capable of such a task. Conducting this operation in the midst of Molina, however, could prove fatal and costly to potential rescuers. It's nice to see there's a little hope out there. Of course, this is all still just talk. Until I see a boat in the water or hear wings of a bird above, 
I'm not sure I believe they'll actually go through with Operation Dolphin. Even if they do, I'm willing to bet AMM has their own agenda. They'll want something at the end of it. I'd put cheddar on that. Even so, a spark of hope for the unfortunate trapped souls. Something I'm certain they desperately need. Moving away from the storm for a while, let's talk about fish. Yes, fish. It's that time of year again when the Shra return to our waters for their yearly migration. We can expect to see their shed scales and shredded fins washing ashore in the coming days. Of course, I advise everyone to stay clear of the water for the foreseeable future, considering the storm. However, the Shra will be in our waters for the next few months, so there's no need to worry. As a general reminder, the Shra are ravenous carnivals. If you find yourself in their gaping maw, they'll drag you under. Do not swim in the irradiated waters and fish at your own risk. Let's take a break and catch our collective breath from that. Here are a few commercial messages and we'll be right back with the latest goings on in our corner of the post-apocalyptic wasteland. Alright, look. We're not going to have this conversation again. If I hear unedited ads again, You'll be taking Jenny's job in the mailroom, and she'll be taking yours up here. This is your last chance. Do you understand? Wonderful. With that, let's get this business over with. What ads have we to record this day? Figfield Tourism? We can probably refund them their cheddar on that. Considering the circumstances, it may be in poor taste to run that ad. What else have we got? Robotic hands. I've never heard of it. Where are they? Green court? Are they at risk of flooding? Wonderful. Robotic hands. Take one. What? Seriously? How much extra? Right, well, if they paid for it and if that's what they want. Ladies and gentlemen, quickly gather round and turn your attention to the sparking gears of the future. That crackling of electricity is just worn rubber. The grinding gears only mean you need a little oil. And that steam, well, that's just the heart of innovation. I'm Frism, the brain of this beacon of innovation. You'll be wondering, I'm sure, what it is I do. Well, we make better men. Metal men to last the ages are machines to ease the load. We'll fix it, break it, fix it again, and make it better than you'd ever imagined. Step into the home of progress and see the marvelous wonders we have in store. Where? Why, where else but Green Court, just past the Shell stall on Grell Avenue. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the future, and we'll see you all very soon. What in the wide wasteland kind of ad was that? Can we get our contact on Green Court over there? I should like to know what this shop is all about, and who this frism is. Tell me we have a normal ad coming up. Seriously? Fine. Are you tired of sitting around this dull wasteland waiting to die? Living meal to meal with nothing else to do? Do you find yourself with spans of time, bored and alone? Come join a community of thrill-seekers. Romulus's Glory Arena reopens its gates in three days' time. See the courage of apocalyptic gladiators as they battle one-on-one -on -one with the nuclear abominations of the wasteland. Witness the glory of our champions, mourn the loss of the fallen, and revel in the glorious battles with the excited community of spectators. Three days more and you can witness our champion claim Invictus Era. 
And we're back with the latest news. I'd like to start us off with a story from our contact in Green Court. Our anonymous Green Court contact has recently spoken to local merchants, taking the pulse of small businesses and taking us through the quality stories of each one. Our source has recently paid a visit to Green Court's newest establishment, Robotic Hands. I'll read this lightly edited report, mostly word for word. Robotic Hands is, in all likelihood, the most peculiar and intriguing shop I've ever had the opportunity to visit. On entering those dusty glass doors, I was treated to quite the sight. Metal shelves line the walls with neatly organized mechanical parts. Not machine parts I'd anticipated. No circuit boards, no chips, no power supplies or transmitters, but rather the parts of men. Not men of flesh, but of metal. Mechanical hands with full articulation and remarkable displays of dexterity. Glowing eyes in every vibrant color. Furnace-like torsos, some with fires burning within and steam filling the air. The humidity within this shop was truly unbearable. Each part with wires exposed from the end, one might expect the parts to connect. Most interesting of all were the heads. They displayed not the visage of man, nor the uncanny dismay of cheap prosthetics. They were truly faces their own, and each a work of industrial art. My attention was stolen by one Miss Frism, a man of a peculiar metallic persuasion. He spoke to me with electronic words, which presented with a transatlantic accent within. As I met his gaze, as I realized this man was composed of these parts which lined the shelves, I wrongly assumed this animatronic was but a construct of the store. Rather, this Mr. Rism was the sole proprietor of robotic hands. I sat a while and spoke to him of his story and life. His life is long and a tale most fascinating, one that perhaps you would not be surprised to find in a novel. I'd encourage any soul to join Mr. Rism for a cup of tea. As to the nature of his shop, Mr. Rism is in the business of helping people. He acts as both physician and engineer to remove the dead or broken pieces of the body, shattered arms, disabled legs, shot-out eyes, and replace them with new and improved and fully functional parts of steam-powered machinery. As a testament to his work, Mr. Rism, for the first quarter of his life, lived as flesh as you and I, though now as I see him he is indistinguishable from an automaton, albeit one most unique. I am unsure how well his business will thrive, though I surely do enjoy the company of this gentleman machine. That's it for our source's report on robotic hands. Please be aware his report was filed down due to its truly awful length. For the full unaltered version, please visit GCNS in Green Court's Market. Moving on, let's catch up with Miss Bean in today's installment of Miss Bean's Box. Today was simply awful for my poor Miss Bean. She was truly uncomfortable and agitated. I went to comfort her, and I found a sight most horrifying. Please. I felt truly awful for my friend, and took immediate action. Her fur was washed thoroughly with mildly irradiated water. A thorough brushing followed, with her little bed being washed shortly thereafter. Every floor was scrubbed, every person was checked, I believe every pest was terminated, though my poor Miss Bean was still miserable. She has been, ever since, avoiding me. When this is impossible, she makes it very clear she's upset with me by getting my attention only to turn her back and sit, effectively giving me the cold shoulder. 
I'm sure she'll get over it soon, though. I've made mystery soup for tonight. Since it's her favorite, I'm rather certain she'll forgive me. This concludes Miss Bean's box. I'll continue to update you on her well-being every day. Getting into some practical information, let's talk survival. More accurately, let's talk survival cooking. And more specifically, let's talk quality survival culinary. Most of us haven't had a decent meal since the world ended, living off the scraps of the world past or risking contaminated meat hunted from our new furry friends. Often bland or bitter, these meals leave us wanting. However, thanks to a kind soul traveling the wastes, I know a few things you can do to better your meals. Flour. A staple in cooking for the world that was, we used it for baking, frying, thickening, and a myriad of other things. Made from milled grains or nuts, it fed the world that was for thousands of years. However, since the collapse of commercial farming, our supply is limited to what we find in the ruins of the world that was. However, very recently I've been informed that we have what we need to make a very near equivalent. I'm quite certain you've seen the popper plant. A swelling bulb of dull green, orange, and red plant matter with veins pulsating throughout its body. Its name earned for its habit of exploding on physical contact, releasing hard-shelled walnut-sized seeds. These seeds are released with such force as to be equal to a firearm. It turns out, if you're brave enough, these seeds can be collected and milled down into a powder. The texture is not dissimilar from cornstarch and holds properties equal to flour as derived from wheat. However, I must encourage that you use some semblance of caution should you choose to pursue this endeavor, as the seeds, when expelled from the popper plant, use such force as to fell a man or beast. If you're successful, however, you can thank me for the advice by sending a bloodberry pie directly to the studio. Best of luck to you wasteland bakers. Directly into our next segment, it's no secret that this world is a dangerous place. People have grown desperate and have taken to helping themselves to your stuff when you're least prepared. Stay ready. Stay informed with the latest reported bandit movements. From our anonymous sources, we're aware of five active bandit groups in our broadcasting range. The same five as reported yesterday. These groups include the Wolf Pole, the Shar, the Fire Bottle, the Knoll, and the Mugs. The conflict between the Wolf Pole and the Shar Fire Bottle Alliance has taken a pause. All sides have fortified their position as NS Molina presses down on the area with limited exchange of fire. The wolf pole have been seen moving large mechanical pieces from the caves of Mount Dash. It is expected that the wolf pole intend to use the storm as cover for some unknown endeavor. No doubt the fire bottle and Shah have similar plans of their own, though we have limited visibility and sources within their encampments. We wait with bated breath as these three powerful titans prepare for cataclysmic conflict. Meanwhile, the allied Knoll and Mugs continue fortifying Oakland. From a coupled-together announcement system erected within their walls, an interesting message plays, claiming that the town will welcome all refugees displaced by the storm. While Oakland is in no danger of flooding, it is the recommendation of this studio that extreme caution is used in the consideration of this message. The hidden agendas of these men and women are often more terrible than the circumstances you may presently endure. There are, to our knowledge, no other bandit groups active within our broadcasting range. I'm afraid that's all the time we have for today. I hope you have enjoyed. I'll leave you with the afternoon puzzler before the evening radio music. Did you discover yesterday's answer? I'll remind you of the question. Why did the blind man walk into the well? The answer 
because he couldn't see that well. Congratulations to anyone who solved that one. Today's puzzle is as follows. What do you get from a pampered cow? Think about it, and we'll be back with the answer tomorrow. In the meantime, I should like to thank you for joining me today for the afternoon news, and ask that you stick around for the evening radio music. And, if you're truly out there, good luck. And we're clear. Thank goodness, it is far too hot in the recording booth. Did something happen to our fans? Can we get someone to look at the fans? It is... I'm... broiling in here. This is Seamus's sibling, Izzy. Thank you so much for listening. If you like this broadcast, consider rating and reviewing us on your podcasting platform of choice. Wait. Podcasts still exist? Hmm. Telling your friends about us and subscribing to the post-apocalyptic news radio on YouTube. You can also join the Discord, which is linked in the description below, as well as... This says... Tweet? We still have Twitter? God damn, the worst evils couldn't even be destroyed after all that nonsense. Well, use the hashtag P-A-N-R broadcast to tweet about the show. We appreciate the support and hope you keep tuning in.